Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Can you believe it's already February? We're only one month away from the best month of the year. Last night, Miami took Toledo right down to the wire but couldn't get across the finish line with the Rockets winning 81-78. Morgan Safford had a double-double for the Red Hawks with 25 points and 11 rebounds. Here's the thing for Miami right now. Only the top eight teams make the MAC tournament. After last night, they're sitting in last place, still with just one win in conference play. They have a lot of work to do to qualify for the postseason. Dayton has continually been playing down to their competition, and that almost bit them again on Tuesday night, but the Flyers survived in overtime 85-81 to against Loyola Chicago, the worst team in the Atlantic 10. The Ramblers only have one conference win this season. UD had a six-point lead at halftime, but between the very end of the first half and the beginning of the second half, Loyola went on a 16-3 run to take the lead. Their largest lead was eight with just over 10.5 minutes left in the game. With Loyola leading 62-59 to and about six and a half minutes left, Dayton went on a 12-2 run to take the lead. While they never gave the lead up, things got very interesting down the stretch. Dayton was up six with 42 seconds to go, but Loyola hit a three to cut the deficit to a one-possession game. Kobe Elvis then missed what likely would have been the game-sealing layup for Dayton, and UD elected not to foul up three on the ensuing possession. Loyola made Dayton pay for that decision, banking in a three with less than a second to go to tie the game and send it to overtime. Dayton outscored Loyola 13-9 in the extra period, and the Flyers squeaked out the win at UD Arena. Deron Holmes didn't get his first field goal until a dunk with about two minutes left in overtime. He finished with four points. Tumani Kamara had a career-high 31 points, and Malachi Smith added 21. Dayton can't afford to lose games like this down the stretch as they position themselves in the A-10 standings. The Flyers are now 15-8 and 7-3 in the A-10. Kentucky pulled away in the second half on the road at Ole Miss to beat the Rebels 75-66. This game was tied at halftime, but Kentucky played better in the final 20 minutes to get the job done, especially behind Severe Wheeler, who had nine assists and only one turnover in the game. Antonio Reeves led the Wildcats with 27 points, 18 of which came from behind the three-point line. Jacob Toppin had 18, and Oscar Shibwe got his double-double with 14 and 11 rebounds. Kentucky has now won five of their last six overall and five in a row within the SEC. After starting conference season 1-3 and three with the season on the brink, the Wildcats are suddenly 6-3 and three in the SEC and sitting in fifth place. Kentucky now has two straight games at Rupp, the first against Florida on Saturday, and then another one next Tuesday against Arkansas. Tonight, number 16 Xavier has a massive game against number 17 Providence at the Cintas Center. This is a battle between two teams tied for first in the Big East standings, and it got more interesting yesterday when Sean Miller announced Zach Fremantle would be out at least a month with an injury to his foot. Sean did sound optimistic that Fremantle could return this season potentially toward the end of February or early March before the Big East tournament. I think this game against Providence is going to tell us a lot about the trajectory of the final full month of the regular season for Xavier. If the Musketeers can move things around, potentially get some decent minutes out of guys like Cesar Edwards and Kiki Tandy, and hope that Jerome Hunter stays out of foul trouble, they should be able to keep things moving forward. 
Hunter has played exceptionally well this season, and this team's success in the next few weeks will likely depend on his performances. He's a very good defender, and he can score, as we've seen this year. Providence, Xavier, and Marquette all sit at 9-2 and two right now in the Big East. If Xavier wins this game, that keeps the Musketeers firmly in the thick of the Big East title race. Tip is at 6.30 on FS1. Louisville is at home tonight at 7 against Georgia Tech. The Cardinals are just two-point underdogs to the Yellow Jackets, according to Betfred Sportsbook. Is this the night Louisville gets their first win over a high-major opponent this year? This is the first of two games for Louisville against Georgia Tech in February. Cincinnati is also at home tonight at 7 with a matchup against Tulsa. By Ken Palm, this is the easiest game left on Cincinnati's schedule. Tulsa is currently 249th in the country, and this is the only regular season game for UC against the Golden Hurricane. The Bearcats are looking for a bounce back after their two consecutive losses to Memphis and Houston heading into Wednesday night's game at Fifth Third Arena. Time for National Nuggets. Number four, Alabama took out all of their frustration from Saturday's blowout loss to Oklahoma, beating Vanderbilt by 57 points last night, 101-44. to Maryland got a big win over number 21, Indiana, 66-55. to Number 15, TCU got past West Virginia, 76-72. to Number 24, UConn beat DePaul, 90-76. to and in the upset of the night, Boston College beat number 20 Clemson, 62-54. to Tonight, it's not as crazy of a night as Tuesday, but there are some decent games. Number one, Purdue is at home against Penn State. Number two, Tennessee is on the road in Gainesville to play Florida. And in the Big East, number 14, Marquette has a home tilt against Villanova. Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, was a winner on Tuesday. The Chatterbox crew of Trace Fowler, Sean Spurlock, Reed Mouse, and Casey McAllister, they were treated to a fun game in Lawrence with number 8 Kansas handling number 7 Kansas State 90-78 to and easily covering the minus 7 where the line was set last night. The Jayhawks got their revenge after the Wildcats won the first meeting in overtime just a couple weeks ago. For tonight's slate, I'll go with Seton Hall plus one against St. John's. The Pirates beat the Red Storm by 22 on New Year's Eve, and outside of that sloppy game against Marquette, Seton Hall has been playing well lately. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.